Welcome to the Life United Podcast. We are all about helping you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. We know that today's message is going to be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you today. I thank you right now for a life lived in you. Father, with the hope of your deliverance, of your salvation, of everything that you've provided through your son, Jesus. Father, I thank you for working in our midst today by your Holy Spirit to bring understanding, to bring light, to direct us. We give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, man. Hallelujah. Well, I just want to kind of hook up my message today. You know, um, one of the... um, one of the things that I've noticed, and Becky mentioned this just a little bit, um, when we had, how many of you were at the Freedom Crusade? Amen. How many of you got touched? I mean, the Lord touched. I mean, it was, it was amazing. I mean, it, it, I don't know how many people were here every night, but it was full, and the Spirit of God was moving, and and um, uh, not very long after the meeting, we started getting phone calls. So and so sick. So-and-so's had to go to the emergency room. This one's got COVID. This one's sick here. This one's here. Well, they, I mean, it, it, and the, just like today with the music, you know, um, half the people are not, are, not, are not here today. And, and to be honest with you, in a way, I'm not surprised. And, and I'm not, this is not an indictment against people at all. But I want to teach you something today that you need, to, you need to learn and you need to know um, about a life walking with God. You, you need to know this, okay? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start in Genesis, good place to start, right, in the beginning. And I'm going to go to Revelation, so we'll be here a while, but no, I'm just joking. Just joking about that. But um, in Genesis chapter 15... We have an account here of the father in the beginning speaking to Abram, who was going to be Abraham, the the Bible says, the father of our faith. You know, the Bible says, well, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, but Abraham was the father. He he led the way, okay? And so the Lord was, uh, uh, came to Abram, and he made promises to him because Abram at that time didn't have an offspring. And the Lord told him, he said, look toward the heaven, count the stars if you're able to number them. And he says, so shall your descendants be. And the next verse says, Abraham believed in God or believed the word of the Lord and, he, and God accounted it to him for righteousness. Now, we can go over in the New Testament, and, and, and when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, the Bible says he accounts that to you as righteousness. Man, that's good news, because I couldn't make it right on my own. How about you? Amen. Amen. So, then Abram said, said, um, uh, said to him in verse, in verse 8, um, how shall I know that I'm going to inherit it? I know you were, Dale, me. 
But, but if you have to understand, in those days, there was always a covenant. There was always a sacrifice when a promise was made. And so the Lord spoke to, uh, to him and he said, all right, get, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old male goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a pigeon. And uh, Abram uh, got him and, and by instructions from the Lord, he cut the animals in two and laid them side by side except for the, uh, the birds and, um, and laid them on a big rock. And, and that, was, that was going to seal the promise that God had given to Abram. But now I want you to read verse 11 with me. In, in Genesis 15, listen to what it says. And when the vultures came down on the carcass, the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Now that doesn't sound, that sounds a little bit mundane there, but the Amplified Bible says this, when the birds of prey came to consume the sacrifice, Abram had to drive them away. Now, you say, well, what's that got to do with me? It has a lot to do with you. Because if you're going to serve God, there are going to be times when the birds of prey are going to come and try to steal the promises of God from you. Going to come and try to steal what God's promised you. And even like with the Freedom Crusade, God spoke to people, God ministered to people, you know, all kinds of things. And the next thing you know, seemed like trouble comes. You know, that's normal. Doesn't mean we have to accept it, but it's normal. I remember when the Lord was dealing with Becky and I, um, with me actually to get, to get saved and for her to get back in fellowship with the Lord many years ago, um, we, we, we didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to go to church. And uh, I wasn't really raised in church that much, and I, I didn't want to go. And, and uh, uh, our friends talked us into going uh, to church, and we went that, that Sunday morning, and I think I've told this story a million times, but... I thought everybody there was crazy. They had their hands up. They were worshiping God. And the preacher was up there and preaching and loud. And, you know, I, I always think that's so funny that I thought it was too loud in church. And I used to go hear the Rolling Stones. You know, I mean, that, you know, that's just crazy, you know. But, but so we, so we, uh, we, we said we're out of here. Not only that, but, but at, that same, at that same service, Becky looks up on the platform and said, that's Renee Stinson playing the piano. And I said, how do you know her? We went to the sixth grade together. I ain't no way I'd recognize somebody from the sixth grade, but she did. And not only that, but Renee recognized her. So after the service was over, she came rushing down there thinking, hey, you know, she thought we were saved and we were serving God and all. She was all excited and then she could tell real quick, well, they got a ways to go. So we had just moved to Houston. Just moved. And we still had stuff, had a U-Haul and a car full of stuff. Got back from that church that Sunday and somebody had broken into the car and stole everything that was in the car. Those were birds of prey. That's just the devil trying to discourage, trying to knock us down before we got started. Well, I didn't realize it at the time. You know, but, 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 but the point I'm trying to get you to listen to today is this, 
that Abram had a part in that promise from God. He had to drive away those birds of prey off of that sacrifice. Now, there's been a great sacrifice made for you. And his name is Jesus. He died for you. He was raised from the dead for you. There were promises that were associated with his death, burial, and resurrection that are eternal. But I want to tell you something. If you're going to have the promises of God that Jesus promised and the Word of God promises, you're going to have to beat off the birds of prey. You're going to have to fight them off. Well, I just don't, I, I hear this, you know, and to be honest with you, sometimes I just, I, I just have to keep my mouth shut. I just can't say anything. People say, I just don't understand why. Well, because we have an adversary. Amen. We have an adversary. And, and, and listen, I'm not afraid of the devil. The promises of God are in Christ, yes and amen. God's promises are real and we can hold on to them and we can see the promises of God come alive in our lives. But when trouble comes, you've got to beat off the birds of prey. Those that try to steal from you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, whose adversary? Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Okay, now listen to me. Listen to the next part. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. In other words, there's a fight. When he comes and tries to steal, listen to me, listen. When he tries to do that, you, you have a part to play. You have to resist. Sweetie, won't you, sweetie, won't you hop up and go back over there? Yeah, he can help you up. He can help you. So you can resist. Listen, you can resist in faith. Let's just give her a minute. She'll be all right. Amen. Come on, darling. You can make it. There you go. Sit right there next to sit right there next to Barbara. There you go. Thank you, Lord. You'll be fine. Amen. All right, listen to me. Listen. Look at me. Scriptural, Peter said that to the lame man. Okay. Listen to me. Your adversary. The devil is seeking. It doesn't mean he finds, he doesn't have to find, but listen to me. When you have adversity, especially on top of victory, you've got to make up your mind. You're going to beat off those birds. I mean, Abraham had a promise. He had a promise from God. Hey, you're, you're going to be, you're going to birth a nation. You're going to birth a nation. Next thing you know, the birds are trying to steal the sacrifice to seal that promise. You're going to have to do the same thing in your life. You've got to make up your mind. Jesus said, listen, in John 10, 10, very simple. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I like the last part. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, which one do you want? 
I, I'm not going to let this. I don't want the thief stealing from me. I'm not going to let him steal from me. Well, you know, you've had problems. I have, and I beat them off as best I could with the Word of God. I'm still breathing. I'm still preaching. I'm still living. You know, everybody can always point to failure or things that didn't work or things that didn't happen. Yeah, but what about the, what about the fact that you're still going? You're still moving forward. You're still seeing God. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus was teaching a parable. In verse 4, he said, And he sowed some seed that fell by the wayside. Notice this. And the birds came and devoured the seed. The birds came and devoured the seed. Now, if you'll study this, you'll find out that the word that it was being talked about here was the word of God. It was the word of God. And the birds of prey came to steal that word. Uh, verse, verse 19 says this, when Jesus explained it, anyone who hears the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away, listen, what was sown in the heart. So there's always going to be a challenge, and, and it may not come when you expect it. It may sneak up on you, and it may not be every time. But you know, when, something, when God's working in your life, all of a sudden it seems like something, something will try to come against it. And you're going to have to beat that off. And how do you do that? Well, you do it with the same word the devil's trying to steal. Over in Luke chapter 4, Jesus is, is being tempted. He's, he's tempted in, in, in every way man could be tempted. Jesus was tempted. And every time Jesus said one thing, it is written. It is written. Every time he said, it is written. Every argument that the devil had was plausible, but it wasn't righteous. And so the, Jesus said, it is written. But I want you to listen to something, and this is important. In verse 13, listen to what it says. When the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. You think that during Jesus' ministry, he was continually having to deal with that. It wasn't that he left him alone till the cross, the whole, his whole ministry. He had to deal with, why do you think he went and spent all that time praying all the time? Getting a word from the Lord, what, what's next? Because he only did what he heard the Father say and do. So just so you know, you think you had challenges, he had more. The devil didn't respect him, he was trying to get rid of him. That's why he crucified him. The Bible says, had he known what he was doing, he would have never done it. But you've got to make up your mind, listen to me, that when adversity comes, you are going to beat it off. You're going to have to deal with it. And I just want you to listen to me. Listen, you may not have sympathy from anybody. Maybe you will. Or maybe you won't, but you've got to learn to handle it on your own. Well, pastor, won't you pray with me? Yeah, I'll pray with you. I'll agree with you. But the point is, you've got to beat off the birds of prey off your own life. When struggles happen, when difficulty happens, you've got to do it. Over, over in um, 1 Samuel chapter 30, 
David's fighting the Philistines and, and um, he's out fighting. He's got all the men there out fighting, chasing the Philistines. They come home to Ziglag and come find out that the Amalekites have come and stolen all the people, their wives, their children, didn't kill them, just stole them all and burned down, the, burned down everything. So when he gets back, everybody is grieving. Everybody's struggling. They're, they're, they're struggling. And, and the problem with it is that it says all the people were grieved. And they, they said, you know what? It's your fault, David. You're our leader. It's your fault. We should have never gone. We should have never listened to you. David had nobody. So you know what the Word of God says? Listen, what it says in verse 30, uh, uh, in, in verse 6 of chapter 30, David was da greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. He didn't go, woe is me. He didn't fall in the midst of everybody and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I thought I was following the Lord. No. You know what he did? He strengthened himself and went to the priest, Abiathar, and said, I need an answer. Are we going to go after these people and get our families back or not? And Abiathar said, the Lord said, go get them. And they did. But you know, there was a critical point there where he had to beat off the birds of prey and strengthen himself. Anytime in life, listen to me, as a Christian, as a believer, listen to me, if you think this is easy, you are mistaken. If you're going to do something for God, if you're going to expect the promises of God in your life, you're going to have to beat off the birds of prey. You're going to be challenged. And I'm not trying to, uh, to scare you today. Say, well, well, I ain't been bothered by the devil. Well, that's because you're not doing anything that would bother him. <laughs> Don't, I'm not, hey, I'm not trying to. Well, I've never had an issue. First of all, you're lying. Because we all have challenges. It may be your family. It may be your finances. It may be your health. It may be lots of things. But I want to tell you, we all have challenges. You just got to recognize where they come from. Well, that's just the circumstances of life. No, it's not. Sometimes it may be, but I'm going to tell you a lot of times with a believer, that's not the case. So it says, listen, that David strengthened himself in the Lord. He found a way to energize himself by himself. Now, what did he do? Well, we've got, we've got Scripture. To, we, know, we know what he did. The Psalms tells us what he did. Over in Psalm 42, I'm going to just read three verses out of the Living Bible here. Uh, it says, As the deer pants for water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God, where can I find him to come and stand before him? Day and night I weep for his help. And all the while my enemies taunt me, where is this God of yours? I don't know about you, 
But I hear that every once in a while, not only from other people, but I hear that, my, just hear that voice. Well, I thought God was helping you. I thought God was in this. I thought God was working. He's working. He's not, he hasn't gone anywhere. Well, I just don't see him working like he has. Listen to me. That doesn't bother God. He understands. He knows exactly where he is and what he's doing. Now listen to this next verse because this is kind of relevant to where we are today. Verse 4, the New Living Translation says this. My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. You know, listen to me. It ain't going to ever be like it used to be. Tomorrow won't be like yesterday. Okay, I remember how it used to be. Now listen to what he said here. Because it kind of reminds me of the, the, the meetings we just had and how wonderful they were. Listen, I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy, giving thanks amid the sounds of a great celebration. Hey, I remember, man, I remember, I remember, I remember. Yeah, that's good. But I love what it says next because this is what you've got to focus on when things aren't like they used to be, all right? Listen to what it says in verse 5. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. I'm going to turn this thing around. I'm going to beat off the birds of prey. I'm not going to let them get me in yesteryear. Listen, Becky was mentioning we've been doing this for 44 years, 43 years. Yeah, 44 years. I, I, I'm not bragging about that. I'm just telling you it's a fact. We've seen lots of ups and downs, ins and outs. But you can't, you can't allow that to be your life. You can't be discouraged. You can't let your heart get sad. Put your hope in God. I will praise him again. He's my Savior, and he's my God. If you're going to overcome in these times we're living in, you've got to learn how to strengthen yourself. You've got to learn how to deal with that adversity yourself and fight through it. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, not compassionate about people who are struggling. We all, we've all struggled. We all struggle. And we want to help people that struggle. And we want to pray with them. But I'll just tell you, I found out a long time ago, bottom line, somewhere you've got to get a hold of something for yourself. Amen. Wherever you are in your life, can't be somebody else. Now, listen, I've got a great wife. I've got a wife who is an encourager, who is a, a woman of faith. And, and, and she's, but, but there are times when I've just got to do it myself. Many times, I, I just had to do it myself. There have been times, thank God, when she has encouraged me, but, but there have been times when I just had to do it myself. I like what one translation says about this verse uh, 11. It says, for I know my God will break through for me. I know my God will break through for me. That's the attitude you've got to have. You've got to beat off those birds of prey. You can't let them get you down and get you, to, get you in a destructive mode or a, a, a negative mode with God. Well, what's the use? What do you mean? What, wait a minute. Hold on. 
Eternity is at stake. You're living an eternal life. The life you're living on this earth, you're living by faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. Right? Yeah. And so we've got, we've got to keep that before us all the time. And listen, I remember one time I was discouraged and, and my pastor, John Osteen, most of you don't know John, but you know his son, Joel. Anybody know Joel? Everybody heard of Joel? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was my pastor. That's where Becky and I went to church when we uh, first started serving the Lord. And, and um, he was my pastor. I mean, I was discouraged about I don't remember what it was about now. You know, when I was young pastor and just getting going and beating my head against the wall. Every time I'd try to do something, something would come against me. And I was just learning about what to do about all that. And I tried to call him two or three times and he wouldn't take my call. <laughs> wouldn't even talk to me. That, that, that went on for like the first four or five years the church was, and, and we had been close. I mean, I was his right-hand man. I, if I wasn't right beside him, I was right behind him. Wherever he went, I, I, I could be there. I was there. And, and uh, so I remember a few years later, I, I, I was with him having lunch with him one day, and I asked him, how come you wouldn't talk to me? He said, because you need to do it on your own. I wanted to say, well, thanks a lot, but I really needed your help. <laughs> thanks a lot. But you know what? It put something in me. It put something in me. And you've got to make up your mind. You're going to beat off those birds of prey. And, uh, and, and listen, one of the most dangerous things you can do is start questioning why. Because there, there aren't a whole lot of answers to those whys. That's really the devil just trying to get you, just like he did with Adam and Eve, to question God. No, I like what, I like what, what the psalmist said there. No, wait a minute. I'm not going to be discouraged. God's, my, God's, God's here. He's got this. He's got to have a breakthrough for me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to real quickly, I want to give you four things that will help you with this. Okay. Four things that will help you with this. Psalm 46.1 says this in the New Living Translation. Listen to this. God is our refuge and strength always. Everybody say always. Always ready to help in time of trouble. Always. 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 Now what are you saying, Pastor? God is your help. God is your help. So listen to me. Sometimes we want to blame our circumstances or we want to blame somebody else or, well, they didn't help me or this didn't, ha this didn't work or I told God what to do and he didn't do it. Yeah, that's your problem right there. Yeah. No, God is our help. Thank God when man fails, and I like what one, Psalm 108, 12 says, man is useless without God. Okay? So, so you just got to understand that and, and know that. Psalm 43, verse 5, the Amplified Bible says this. Listen to this. Why are you cast down, O my inner self? Why should you moan over me and be disquieted within me? He's talking to himself. Hope in God and wait expectantly.
expectantly for him, I shall yet praise him who is my help of my sad countenance, my God. See, that's what made the difference with David. He strengthened himself. He didn't have anybody to power. Oh, David, we believe in you. You're our leader. We know this happened, but we believe in you. Nothing. They want to kill him. So you've got to know that. You've got to understand that. And listen, here's the most amazing thing to me. As a born-again child of God, listen to me. Jesus said this. He said, I'm going to send you another helper. A helper. He's not going to just be around you. He's going to be in you. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us to help us. That word help there is an amazing word. It, 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 it actually means a comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Always there ready. Always there ready. That we've got the Holy Spirit. And listen, I, I, I could tell you hundreds of testimonies of when I was down or I was discouraged and I was trying to fight through it and seek God that all of a sudden something would rise up on the inside of me. And it was the Holy Spirit. And rise up on the inside of me. And all of a sudden I'd hear a word from the Lord or just strength would come into me. And, and I would realize, wait a minute. Hold on. God is my help. I've got the helper living on the inside of me. Not only that, the Bible says in Hebrews 4, 16, listen to what it says. I, I, man, I love this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to what? Help in time of need. That's the word from the Lord. So you can beat off the birds of prey. You've got a helper. You've got a, ma a, a magnificent, powerful helper. Second thing, listen to this. What you do has to be done by faith. Now, don't get upset with me when I say this, but listen to me. I've been doing this a long time. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you. Like my, my pastor used to say, I'm not bragging. I'm just reporting. Listen to me. I have found out that whiners don't get anywhere with God. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. He is expecting us to come to Him by faith. Over in, in the Psalm, David said this, I believe, therefore I spoke. I'm greatly afflicted. In other words, I may be afflicted, but I'm going to say some things. Well, Paul picked up on this in the New Testament. Over in, oh, over in um, first, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter four, uh, 4, verse 13, Paul said, And since we have this same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I believe and therefore spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. You've got to speak what God said. You've got to speak what God's Word says. 
You can, you've got to look at the, in the eye of adversity and say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. No evil shall become me. I mean, you've got to make up your mind. Whatever the circumstance is, you need to know the Word of God to the point that it'll come out of you. Listen, when Becky and the girls were in that wreck many years ago, 20 years ago now, I mean, it was, it was dire. It looked, it looked bad. But I'm telling you, the Word of God began to rise up out of the inside of me, and I began to speak the Word of God over them, and Becky began to speak the Word of God, and all of a sudden we saw God start doing working in that and turning that whole thing around uh, to where it, it, it totally flipped on what the doctor said. Totally flipped on what the doctors said. Why? Because you've got you've to you've beat the birds off by faith. Speaking the Word of God. That's what Jesus did. See, sometimes people think faith means everything's just going to always be all right. No, that's not true. No, it's not. That's why you've got armor. That's why the, you've got the shield of faith. What's it, what's it there for? To quench all the fiery darts of the... The evil one. But you also have a sword. Yeah. Yeah, the word of God. That word is spoken word. Well, listen, listen to what Paul said here. This, this will help you. Uh, Paul said this in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. We're hard pressed on every side. Now, you know, most people, that's just where they'd stop. That'd be the end of, oh, my God. We're, oh, my Lord. You can't imagine what's coming against me. Well, listen to what he said. But we're not crushed. We're perplexed. You know what it means to be perplexed? Not able to figure a way out. But you know what Paul said? Yeah, but I'm not in distress. I'm not in distress. I'm not, I'm not in despair. I'm not, going, I'm not going to go crazy over this. I'm persecuted, yeah, but I'm not forsaken. They don't love me. I know, but God does. Amen. Struck down but not destroyed. My favorite is, I may be knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. What's he saying? That's the spirit of faith. When, when the devil's trying to, to devour that sacrifice, those promises, what God has said to you, what God is giving you, you've got to make up your mind, I'm going to stand against it, and I'm going to speak the word of God. I'm not going to back off. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to believe God. I was going to read, I want to read you one more. I like Psalm, again, listen to what, what the psalmist said here in verse 49 of Psalm 119. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction for your word has given me life. When you had an adversity in your life, listen to me. Listen, let the Word of God be your hope. Amen. Go to the Word of God Go for yourself. Don't worry. Can you give me a word? Yeah, Bible. Because <laughs> you, listen, if you're coming to church, you're getting the Word. Amen. Amen. All right, here's another one. Listen to this, Jude 20. I, I tell you, this has helped me. 
get through, through many difficulties in life. It says in verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. You can build yourself up praying in the Holy Spirit. We, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, For we've not received the spirit of bondage to fear. You've received the spirit of adoption, which, was, which we cry out, Abba, Father. Listen, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You've got a greater witness on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit. And when you start praying and you say, well, how do you do that? Well, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now, I don't want to go into a message on speaking in tongues, but I want you to listen to me. If you ever, you say, well, I, my, my denomination doesn't teach that, or, well, I heard that's passed away, or that's of the devil. Well, listen to me. The Word of God tells us we can pray in other tongues. They were filled with the Spirit and prayed with other tongues, spoke with other tongues. Now, listen to me. It gives you an energy to pray in the Spirit. Okay? Sure, it's a witness of the infilling of the Holy Spirit, but listen to me. The main thing is it gives you an influence with God because it goes on to say in the Word of God that when we do pray in the Spirit, that we speak mysteries unto God. Well, what are you saying? I don't know. I don't know, but I want to tell you something. I know what it does. It builds me up as I'm speaking, speaking unto God. So it's a, it's a powerful tool. No wonder uh, Paul prayed in Ephesians that we could be strengthened with might through the Holy Spirit in the inner man. It's ours. It belongs to us. It's been stolen. Last thing. Everybody go, last thing. All right, this, is, this is something that else has really helped me to beat off the birds of prey. I mean, it, it's, a, it's amazing how this works. And I'm going to just tell you this story. Um, uh, the Philip, Philistines uh, were coming against Samuel and the children of Israel. And the Bible says that, that Samuel offered up an offering, a burnt offering, as the Philistines drew near, and when they drew near, a great loud noise, a thunder began to roll. And it confused the Philistines so bad they just ran. They just took off. They just left. They, I mean, they, they just, they were out of there. And, they were, over, and, and um, they were overcome, it says, by Israel. And uh, the children of Israel drove them off. In verse 12, listen to what it says after this. Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shin and called its name Ebenezer, saying, thus far the Lord has helped us. The word Ebenezer there means, listen to this, that word means stones of help. So what are you saying, Pastor? Here's what I'm saying. You ought to have a pile of rocks in your Christian life. 
And you could pull that and say, I remember when God did this in my life. I remember when God did this in my life. I remember when God did this in my life. I remember when God did this. You know, I know y'all get tired of me telling stories over and over, but I'm just playing with my rocks. Of what God did. It's amazing how you can beat off those birds of prey. It builds your faith. You know, because God, listen, if God did it once, he'll do it again. I could go through hundreds of different areas where God helped, God worked financially, physically, uh, uh, spiritually, direction, all sorts of things. Just pile up those rocks. Just go play with your rocks. Woo, Lord, I remember when you did this. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you. Lord, I remember when you did this. I just want to thank you. And say, well, I don't have any of that. Well, are you born again? Well, yeah. Then play with that rock. Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for delivering me from darkness. Translating me out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Just start playing with your rocks. You'd be amazed at what God uh, can do. It doesn't have to be some great thing. It can be some simple thing, some little thing. Just start praying with them. Just stop, stack up your rocks. Most people want to play with the things that didn't work. Well, this didn't happen. Or, well, I thought this was going to be this way. Uh, just, just play with your rocks. Your, your stones of help. Where God worked in your life. All of a sudden, you'll find out that those birds of prey that are trying to come steal the promises of that sacrifice of Jesus will start leaving your life. You can say, no, devil, no. You're not having me. You're not having my family. You're not having my finances. You're not having my health. You're not having my circumstances. I'm, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit. God's going to guide my life. All of a sudden, your whole avenue of life begins to change. No wonder Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. It's a fight. The more you want to make up your mind you're going to do something for God, you're going to be challenged. But that's okay. That's okay. God loves a good fight. Yeah, because he wins. He wins. Amen. Over in Romans chapter 8, listen, it says, Romans chapter 8, if God be for us, who can be against us? Just got to make up your mind. That's going to be your attitude. When you start beating off those birds of prey, your attitude about life will change. And listen, I'm going to tell you something else that might shock you. Your life will change. Your life will change. God can do some great things. He wants to do great things. And I believe He will. Amen. Y'all get anything out of this this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want you to bow your heads with me, please. <clears throat> if you're here today, maybe, I don't know why you came, you know, maybe somebody invited you, whatever, but you're here and you, You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or maybe you have, but you've just been struggling with life, and it's caused you to slip away from the things of God. You know.
know we have a great God who forgives, who restores, who brings us back into fellowship, relationship. And I'm, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front this morning, but I am going to do this. I am going to pray for you. So if that's you today and you say, Pastor, that's me, just pray for me. Just lift your hand real quick. Just lift it up where I can see it and then put it back down. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. I'm looking. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? Now let's just all thank you over here. Thank you. Anyone else? Did I miss anybody? Let's just pray this together. I want you as a body of believers just to pray with us together and help help them pray. And, and then uh, after we pray, Jessica's going to come and tell you what you can do to make a, another step because really this is just a beginning point. It's not something to soothe your conscience. It's something to get you on another track. Amen. Take another step. So let's just all pray this together and uh, help these that raise their hand. Say this with me. Say, Father, thank you today. You are my help. Your son Jesus died for me that I might live. I thank you right now that I choose Jesus as my Lord, as my Savior. And I thank you right now for that transforming power of your Holy Spirit to work in me, to move me toward you and away from darkness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Praise God, amen. Thanks for connecting with us today on the podcast. And you know, we'd love to connect with you in person at one of our campuses in Shreveport, Louisiana, or in Lake Charles, Louisiana. You can get all the information from our website, lifeunited.church.